Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Out of the Drying Pan, a Pokemon, the series podcast. Each week, we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime and just whatever else happens to pop into our heads. Just a quick reminder, we are an E4 explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Austin. Hello from me and the COVID virus that's in my system. How's it doing in there? Is it just chilling? Or is it like trying to vacate? Currently, it's making me cough and sniffle, and I'm not happy about it. Well, that's just how it expresses itself, Austin. Mm. They always say you should express yourself, but I don't agree with that. You don't agree with that? All nope. Right. Nope. All right. So I may have a bit of brain fog. I may not be at my brightest at the moment. All right. That's okay. We'll get through this. Um, our other okay. co-host is going to help with that. Alex. How you doing, Alex? I'm doing well. I, I don't know. When you're when you're describing your COVID virus as like a sentient thing, I was suddenly reminded of like Osmosis Jones. You're reminded of Osmosis Jones every day of your life. I don't even know why. It's not like I ever, like, watched that show, but I think about it, like, constantly. <laughs> it was good. I don't know. It was a good movie. Had Bill Murray in it. Oh, yeah, that's Chris right. Chris Rock. Do you remember when there was an Osmosis Jones on Kids WB? Yes. The TV show? Yeah. That was on Cartoon Network, I thought. Maybe they re-aired it there. I just remember I used to get really mad as a kid, and it would disturb me when they made the TV shows of popular movies. But they didn't keep the same voices, and I would notice it instantly. Yeah, because money. Yeah, I mean, well, it made me mad. I like consistency. Did it with Emperor's wow. New Groove, Osmosis Jones. Did they replace John Goodman, or...? I think both, so I couldn't watch them. Well, you're in for a treat when we get to season nine of Pokemon the series. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Not yet. yet. I, let's live in denial first. Are we on season four? What are we on, Pokemon-wise? Three. Three? But before we get into any more Pokemon, let's talk about weeks. I'll let it, Austin's coughing right now, so I'll let Alex go first. Oh, I started playing the second God of War game. Awesome so far. Beautiful game. I love it. I'm very impressed. The reboot from 2018. I finished that one uh, over last weekend, and then a very generous coworker loaned me their copy of the second game, so... I didn't have to blow $60 so I can play it for, for free. So very nice of them to do that. I think, yeah, and then you can just kind of like keep it and see if they forget about it. And then it <laughs> kind of just becomes yours. That happened to me recently with my Miles Morales Spider-Man game. I had to fight for it to get get it back. <laughs> I would never do that. Video games, like loaning out stuff in general, I feel like it's a sacred trust, right? You can't do that to somebody. If they say, hey, you can borrow this, you have to make sure to give it back in pristine condition. Plus, it'll give me an excuse to like play it now, and then hopefully the next few months when the price goes down, I can. I'll, I'll obviously I'll want to own it myself eventually, but in the meantime, I can save myself some money. I did something in high school where Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two was real popular, and he was kind of like a newer kid, and I guess he didn't know a lot of people. But all my friends started playing it, and he had the game, so I I didn't borrow it, but I bought it from him because he said he wanted some money for twenty dollars. And so I got it, and I started playing with all my friends, and then he wanted to play, but he didn't have a game anymore. So we had to go buy a whole new copy of Modern Warfare 2 for full price. That, oh. That's that kid's <laughs> fault. That is, okay. I was, that, was a, that was a purchase. That was not a, I'm going to lend this to you, and then you never give it back. Because then you would be in trouble on that one. Okay, good. It didn't matter that I broke into his locker and took my 20 back later? No, that would matter. That matter, that would, okay. That would be important to know. <laughs> I didn't do that. Okay, I'm glad I'm clear of that. Talking about this, I had to clear my conscience real quick, but... I mean, I'm assuming this was a kid that was your age and not, like, a younger child that you were taking advantage of in this shot Equal, Equal age. Equal age. Okay, there you go. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> Good to know. But I'll just keep this game. It's all yours now, right? No, I could never. I could never. Oh, I also watched the... I don't know if we talked about this last time, but I watched the Guillermo del Toro po- Pinocchio movie. Ciao, papa. It's surprisingly was really good i i'm not even a fan of like the pinocchio story in general and i wasn't really sure what to expect going into this but austin had mentioned he'd watched it and i was like okay i'm bored i'll watch it and see it actually made me tear up at the end it was really good 
Mm. Not what I was expecting at all. Like, the setting, everything. It doesn't seem like it would work, but it worked really well. Is it a darker, like, an? is it the actual Pinocchio story, like, from... It's dark. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah. It's fascist Italy. Oh, really? Interesting. Yep. There's, like, a few on-screen deaths that happen. Like, three people that I can remember died in that movie. Actually, no, four, five. Five people died in that movie. Oh, my God. Did Pinocchio five kill them? Five characters. No, God, oh. no. Um, but five of the characters, like, ended up dead at the end. Spoiler alert. Can we see Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the trailer for that, yes. I want to see it. Movie night. Movie night. There we go. Yeah, but ultimately, it was it was worth a watch, surprisingly. Um, that was all I could think of that I did this week. I remember I was looking at that Pinocchio thing. Haven't seen it, but there's a lot of like Pan's Labyrinth Easter eggs in it. Oh, really? What the, yeah, I was reading the internet. Like all the monsters are in it at some point. Like they're in the church. There's a church in that movie, I assume. The monster from Pan's Labyrinth makes it's like an Easter egg somewhere. Really? Yeah, like in the stained glass of the church, there's oh. the, the monsters are all labeled out, and like each one appears at a certain point in the story that's like equivalent to Pan's Labyrinth. I don't know. If that's what people are saying. I don't know if that's true, but that would be kind of cool. Pan's Labyrinth scared the shit out of me. That movie still, to this day, I'm scarred by it. You really are? I mean, she gets to heaven, right? That's a good thing. Oh my gosh, you're right. I just looked it up. Yeah, the the um, pale man and the fawn make an appearance in the stained glass. That's interesting. I totally miss that. Austin, you've been, I assume, out of work. You've been catching up any media no, I, I only found out I had COVID yesterday, which was a Saturday. Oh, that sucks. I'm so mad. I have gone three years without it, and it's not anyone's fault, except, I mean, there's some people's fault. But <laughs> I can't blame myself. It's the it's the reality we live in. I'm not happy about it, but here we are. I don't know where I got it. I don't know when it happened, but here we are. Good for us, Alex, for staying pure. Shut up. Both of you <laughs> <had it. laughs> yeah, both of us have already been through that gauntlet. I've lasted longer than anyone else I know. So, ha! You do win the prize for being the holdout person. Not anymore. Hopefully it's mild. Hopefully you'll be it, feeling It is better. mild, yes. I, had, I got all sorts of boosters and such. Yesterday I had a fever. Today I have a cough and a tickle in my throat. Yeah, Jacob and I, I don't remember specifically, Jacob, what you said you went through, but it was pretty bad, I think, for both of us. Yeah, I mean, I've... I never tested positive for it. I mean, like, I just kind of knew what it was and stayed away from people because I figured I would if you go get a test would put more people exposure to it than just like chilling. Mm-hmm. I like if you, you know what the symptoms are. You know, if you're sick, I think I had the original one. That was nothing. That was like a allergies kind of thing. Had the second one. That one was a little worse. And the third one was I'm assuming that that was this was all the same thing it was a little bit like worse. You've had it three times. I'm assuming so, yeah. Oh my god. Each time there's a new variant, I'd like immediately get it. I still have like 10 or 12 at-home COVID tests if you need one. Yeah, well, I've never, like, the stay-at-home thing, that never applied to my field of work. So I was always around people, not in, not in a very, like, you know, it's probably not the most sanitary conditions, so. I will say I ended up getting COVID after I spent two days in the office, so. Mm. There you go. Blame, yeah. suspicious. blame them, yeah. That's how it goes, really. As soon as you get out, you're probably going to, you know, it's going to jump on you. I'm glad you're doing okay, though, Austin. Jacob, how was your week? Uh, didn't do too much. I went to that, like, farmer's market thing. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. This was huge. This is a huge place. Oh, but did you go to the German section like I told you to? Yes. Yes, we did. Did you get the potato thing? I did not get the potato thing. Jacob, oh, the potato thing. I know. I need a guided tour of this place because I kept getting turned around. Like, we serpentine every aisle. They had a bunch of good Lay's chips there. They had, like, every single flavor under the sun of Lay's chips, if you like, you know, those. I don't, but other people are with do, so <laughs> good for them. So what did you end up getting? What was your standout thing? There's this stir-fried cheese-flavored ramen. It's amazing. You put some eggs in it, sunny side up, and you've got yourself ambrosia, you know, like food of the gods going on here. I don't know. I, mean, I was in there for probably like four hours. That's how big this place is. It's got everything. And you didn't get the potato I thing. I didn't get the potatoes. I'm disappointed. You have to send me what it is exactly.
we should make the announcement. We didn't. We did not. We're not doing the children's books. We said we were going to do last week. We're doing the episodes. You did it's include like change that. Of plans. You did include that possibility that we're doing the episodes, though. So yes, we have change of plans. Always planning ahead. Read the episode description, and you'll know what you're in for. Or don't, and take a chance. What are the episodes called, Jacob? Tanks a lot, and let me see. The other one's a Charizard one. Charizard's burning ambitions. Is that it? Really? We went from tanks a lot to burning ambitions. Okay. <laughs> what? I don't know. That was just kind of like punny. I was like, and they would get like, more creative with Char- Charizard's burning ambitions. It didn't do it for me. I guess me. you can't win them all. No, we're better at coming up with episode titles anyway. I think we think we're better, but we're not. We are. Just got to believe it. Austin, do you, can you talk for periods? Yeah, I can talk. Okay. I can talk. Okay. I didn't know if we need to shoestring it here. Because uh, Alex, you got the 30 second summary challenge. I got... Tanks a lot, and Austin, you got Charizard's burning ambitions. Damn it, the one I have nothing to say about. Okay. You want to switch with me? Yes. Okay. It's for the best. I got a cough. (laughs) That's what I was asking for. (laughs) Yeah. So we. All right. Thank you. I don't want it to be Jacob's idea. Let it be be my idea. (laughs) No, you want it on your own. He decided. Yeah. For the record, it's recorded that I did offer that solution at first. All right, we all heard. For the record, I edit the podcast, and I can cut that out if I want to. (laughs) I don't know. I just need it's. Someone heard it. Okay. Let me get the timer here. So who's doing this? Austin's doing, doing it. the 30 okay, seconds. Okay. Austin. Okay. He just has to speak for one minute of airtime, and that's it. I just want a couple coughs in every now and then, Austin. Okay. Okay. Alrighty. Get ready, Austin. In three, two, one, go. Togepi gets bored, and so it kidnaps a baby Centret and steals Team Rocket's Arbok tank to wreck destruction upon the hillsides. Uh, they bore a hole through a mountain and run over a bunch of random Pokemon and the twerps and Team Rocket join the military in order to stop them and this results in them doing multiple pitfall traps until eventually only Charizard and Onyx can save the day causing the Arbok tank to explode and for Officer Jenny to uh, congratulate them on their destruction. Time. That was probably the best summary in a long time. Okay. Good job, Austin. Well done. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go offline now. Bye, <laughs> Jacob. You and I are flying hey, Mike, solo. Can you hear almost. me? Yeah, yes. we can hear you. Oh my god, my thing won't let me mute. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Now you gotta sit through it. Oh no! <laughs> Is the red light showing? No. We'll turn the red light on. You gotta hold it down. It you gotta hold just it down. Press it. Press it. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> just mute your or just edit just, yourself. All right. Yeah. Silence okay. Bye. Your, bye. <laughs> Do you guys hear a humming noise? Is that me? That's my laptop. Okay. I'm just making sure. You're just full of of sound effects over there. Yep. All right. You know who's not making any sound, though? It's our heroes, because they're asleep. Is this how they sleep all the time? Just under a tree in the grass and dirt? All nasty? See, when you're young, Jacob, and you don't have the aches and pains of life, you can sleep anywhere. It doesn't bother you. (laughs) That would kill me. How they're sleeping right now, I wouldn't be able to move for a week. My knees would be killing me, my back. The way Brock was laying, he was laying face down with his, like, head awkwardly, like, up and at a 90-degree angle on his backpack, and I was like, all I could think of watching that scene was, oh my god, he's gonna have a killer neck pinch when he wakes up. Mm-hmm. Especially the way he slouches. Yeah, he carries the weight of the world on his shoulders, plus also, like, a whole ass table and all the pots and pans and this poor guy. Yeah. They're, they're not waking up, though. Steadfast asleep here. And this is a... This is like a new Pokemon episode, Centret. Boo. Are you not a fan of Centret? Boo. Okay, Austin's not a fan. I think it's cute. It could be a lot worse. It's nothing Fucking, wrong with it. Fucking are stupid voices. Centret, Centret, Centret. Okay, that's a victim of the uh, anime. I mean, that's not... But we're asleep, and we got a Centret here. And this Centret's pretty annoying, because it just kind of... It's like poking at them and trying to wake them up. I don't know. And there's a pack of them, too, but this one's straight away from its pack. They're like meerkats, right? I mean, meerkats live in packs. Don't, didn't they have a whole meerkat show on, like, Animal Planet? Meerkat Manor. Meerkat oh, Manor. Yeah. yeah. That was a great show. So, Centrat Manor, that's what's going on here. One's left the hive. It's going to go seek out. They don't really look like meerkats to me. They look more like, like raccoons, like flying squirrels, like if a flying squirrel mated with a raccoon. They're an abomination is what they are. <laughs> their eyeballs are on their torso. Now really? that I'm thinking about, thinking critically about a centret, they don't even have like a, a head separate from their rest of their body. They don't have a neck or anything, really. So we're asleep. We see Team Rocket pull up here. They are in a Arbok tank kind of thing. 
Arbotank is what they call it. They spent their whole life savings building this thing. Poor Team Rocket. Poor Team Rocket. So that actually goes to, I heard that, and that made me think that, so Giovanni is not funding all these projects. Apparently. Maybe they're not on his payroll anymore. He just let them go. <laughs> he just said bye, y'all. They, they expensed <laughs> one too many frivolous things, and he's like, no, you have no longer have access to the company card. Have they talked to Giovanni since that time he killed them in a blimp crash? I don't think so. Now Does that he I believe they're dead? He might. Oh my gosh. That's a good point. Did he get his insurance payout that he was hoping to get? We'll never know. Apparently, they didn't, and th- there's some kind of like separation between Team Rock and Giovanni. As like I said, they spend all their money buying this tank, and they're pulling up on the twerps, of course, trying to sneak up on them, but then they realize that, hey, you know, we're in a tank. We can't sneak up on them. If- so we spend all this money on this tank. We exit the tank. We're out of this thing. And we're crawling towards our twerps, even though we're still probably about a couple football fields away from getting close to them, we decided that crawling is the best method to sneak up on them. Which I guess, whatever. Team Rocket's going to do what Team Rocket's going to do. In the meantime, though, our Centret has murder on the brain. And uh, it sees Togepi sitting there asleep. And Centret kicks it down a hill. Togepi's plunging towards its death. Not really, though. It wakes up, and the Centret and it decide that, hey, why don't we get in the tank? They decide to go on a destructive rampage, as small children are apt to do. Yeah, this is a joyride episode. This is basically like Centret and this Togepi, they just go on a joyride. This episode, you cannot sit here and tell me that Togepi is not a menace and doesn't know exactly what it's doing. It knows exactly what it's doing. It's the terrible twos, the terrible Togepis. The terrible Togepies. There's your episode title right there. Possibly. We'll keep going. We'll keep going. Uh, Centret and Togepi, they just start plowing forward in this tank. That's, this is the whole, get used to that because this is going to happen the whole episode. They're plowing forward in this tank, causing all this destruction. I mean, that's just basically what's going on here. And then this is where we get uh, like another crowd of Centrets come in. And they realize that their Centret is gone. Like it, They find like a dead apple on the ground. A dead apple? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of when I'm trying to build some excitement here. It's a murder mystery. There's a dead apple. Who did it? And Centret, this is where, like, so Centret sees the apple, and he's like, "I'm. we lost our Centret. The, the Centret doesn't think that Ash or them did anything to it. Evidently not. Yeah, there's no false act. That would be my mind would go to. I'd be like, these tr- people here, they've got my Centret, or they got my buddy. I thought this was the mom Centret, and then the baby Centret is the one she's looking for. Possibly. There's like a pack of them, though, because we see like multiple ones at the beginning. There's a whole herd of them. Yeah. What do you call a herd of centrets? I was thinking that, too. What do you call a herd of meerkats? Look it up. What? Yeah, what is it? What is a pack of centrets? What's a pack of meerkats called? <laughs> oh, my God. A mob. A mob. A mob, <laughs> a mob of centrets. Okay, that makes sense, really, because when they start screaming, that was scary. The centrets or the meerkats? When the centrets start screeching. Oh. A group of ferrets is called a business of ferrets. A business? Why do they call them that? I don't know. Who comes up with these? Who, do, who assigns these nouns? They're just having fun. A murder of crows. What other good ones are there? Oh, I found out how to distinguish between when to use fish and fishes the other day. Oh, yeah. I've heard this. Oh, I have a guess. I have a guess. Go for it. What's your guess? I think you figured this out. Uh, when you're referring to fish... You're referring to um, a group of fish, but when you say fish is, you're referring to different types of fish. That's 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 basically it. Basically, yeah. Oh, good. So, like, a fish could be one fish. You still use fish if it's the same species of fish, but there's multiple of them. And when you have different species in a group, it's fishes. Okay. I was yeah, right. you're very close. Yeah, right on it. Yeah. What about deer? No, let's not do that. Deer. What's deer? Deer, deer, and deers. I say deers when I'm making fun of them. I'm like, you stupid fucking deers. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you, do you encounter you... stupid fucking deer on yeah, a daily? I say, yes, I do, actually. Okay. Like in your apartment or something? They're around. Oh. They just walk in. They help themselves to Austin's snacks, and then they leave. And Austin comes out. He's like, where's my Cheez-Its? Oh, these stupid fucking deers. Alex, you're describing yourself, not deer. Am I the deer? Yes, you are. Okay. I've become the deer. i my snacks. Okay. Well, they're there. I mean, what else are they going to do other than be eaten? Speaking of uh, stupid deer, when I was, I worked at a, like this school one time, like volunteering or whatever, 
And they had to delay school one time because a deer broke in and broke all the windows and everything. And awesome. It just was going wow. on a ramp. It was like a bull in the china shop. It just broke everything. I just want to clarify that I always ask Austin previous to eating his food because I know that that would be rude otherwise. So I just want to put that out there to everyone. I'm not a bad guest. There's a difference between saying, can I have these cheeses and announcing I'm having your cheeses. Well, I've started doing that recently because I've asked in the past, hey, can I have some cheeses? And you're like, yes. Why are you asking me? And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat I was framing cheese. you for this exact moment. <laughs> I'm not going to ask anymore. I'm just going to announce my intention. And if you have a problem with it, you'll tell me, or at least I assume it. That's where we're at. That's the dynamic here. Just push it to the limits, too. Like, take everything. Start, like, eating stuff, but just take, like, a bite of it and then put it back. Austin would kill me. Eat a dead apple and leave it there. <laughs> no, the apple's dead after you eat it. <laughs> oh, okay. Is it apple? Apples? It's definitely apples. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell that this episode's not very exciting. What are you talking about? There's a there's a Arbok tank going on a rampage. It wasn't like the best episode, but it was fun. It was compared to like the gym battle episode that we had. I mean, like gym battle episodes are good, but they're hard to... We always talk about that. They're hard to like put forth. I would argue that was a bad gym battle episode yeah. because it wasn't exciting. All right, back to the episode now since we got the fishes and fishes and all that stuff figured out. Learn your uh, grammar. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, one centret, two centret, a whole herd of centret. That's right. A whole a herd. Mob. A mob of a centret. Mob. This episode turns into the goal being to stop this tank because it is literally destroying the mountainside of wherever we're at. I don't know where we're at. Johto. We're in Johto, that's right. The mountainous region of Johto, and everything's being destroyed. Onyx makes an appearance. Hey, how about that? Yay, I was so excited. Yeah, that's for you, Alex. Good for Onyx. Does he do anything, really? Um, I felt really bad for him at the part where Onyx is watching in horror as the tank is going through the like cavern like area, canyon area, and it's punching rocks left and right, and Onyx is like... <gasps> Because I just imagine it thinking that could be my body being punched apart. (laughs) My brethren getting destroyed. It's like uh, the gingerbread in the gingerbread house. The gingerbread man in the gingerbread house. And he screams because he doesn't know. Is his house made of flesh or is he made of house? But it's onyx with the mountains. Ew, I hate that so much. Why would you put that in our brains? I have a question. Mm -hmm. Okay, poll time. When you eat a gingerbread man or like a Teddy Graham or something, anything with like a face on it or like an animal cracker. Do you eat the bottom half first, like its legs, or do you save it from its suffering and bite the head off first? I used to save it from its suffering, but now everyone does that. And so I got to be different. And so now I leave the head for last. So you eat it slowly and watch it. You have it watch its destruction from the legs up. As it smiles. As it screams in pain silently. I agree with Austin, but I like to take it a step further. I basically just lay the cookie flat and just keep licking it until it's really soft, until it dissolves. And that's... uh, Jacob's the true sociopath. (laughs) That's how I do it. When you eat an onyx, do you start at the tail of the head? (laughs) How many licks does it take to get to the center of an onyx? Ooh, you think they'd be, like, salty? (laughs) No, they'd be all, like, grainy. It'd be awful. I think I'm the only one that that spares my food and i i bite the heads off first because i don't want them to suffer needlessly you're, you're better than us I don't, I, I don't know maybe i i think too much about it toy story ruined me i anthropomorphize everything but maybe talk to someone i guess um. yeah <laughs> <laughs> probably I'll, <laughs> I'll just put that out there let that hang hang out there in the universe forever all right. If you uh, if you broke an onyx, would it find its way back together like the Iron Giant, or would it just be dead? Does an onyx have a spinal column? Does it run the gamut of like its head to the bottom, like bottom of it? Does it have like a connecting? I'm talking like if you like it hit it exploded, and then like a piece of onyx is like you know back in Kanto, and a piece of onyx like goes to the far end of Johto. Would they be able to like find their roll. way? Yeah, like roll back together questions for the ages we talk about like the biology of rock type pokemon all the time we're so endlessly fascinated with them yeah remember back to our whole does geodude have a butthole conversation that was <laughs> does it that was pinnacle out of the drying pan i don't know we never found the answer does it i'm not sure 
Yeah. It has a giant mouth. Does it just, like, eat, like, an owl and then, like, cough up the pellets, you know? Like... Oh, my God. I thought you meant, like, just Geodude eat owls. And I was like, oh, God. (laughs) That's why I wanted, like, to talk about the books this week. There's, like, flying... (laughs) There's, like, flying Pokemon that don't... That aren't supposed to be in one of those books. Okay, 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 okay. Not now. Okay. (laughs) Focus, focus. Focus, okay. Uh, we dig a trench in this episode. That's the way we're going to stop the tank is... what I don't know how we dig. We dig a giant hole. That's the plan. And we're going to throw clay rocks in it and then soften the rocks so it creates like a like a sinking sand kind of situation where the tank falls in like it treads out. There's no tread on its track so it just stops there. And that seems like an okay plan. That's a lot to do. Like it's got to be a massive hole. And we try this but we don't get it done in time. I don't know. That was the best plan I had so... Good for them. Brock comes up with this, by the way. He's very military-minded. Yeah. Brock. How do we dig this hole? It doesn't show that. It doesn't show the hole's dug? Are you serious? No. I don't think so. Okay. They had a military strategy meeting for about five minutes, and then, like, there, then there was a hole. They spent too much time on the meeting to get the project done. I like that they randomly joined the military, and they were all wearing, like, desert camo. That was fun. Yeah. Team Rocket's with them. Yeah, that's right. Team Rocket joins up with them at this point, too. For the collective stop this thing meeting. But like I said, that doesn't work. So next we're on to sacrificing Pokemon to get this thing stopped. As long as we're okay as humans, as the Pokemon, if they, you know, something happens to them, it's okay. Who do we use? We use Togepi, Psyduck, uh, Squirtle's thrown in there. Well, Togepi's already trapped in the tank. He's the one taking it on a joyride from hell. Staryu, Poliwag, Psyduck is there, Squirtle. We just throw the whole gambit out there. Like, everybody's there to stop this thing. I think the one who has the best shot at stopping this is Psyduck. I think Psyduck does probably the best, right? If by best you mean sits there. It doesn't yes. use, yeah, it tries to use Psychic. I mean, it does more than anyone else, other Pokemon there, obviously. Because no one's able to stop this thing. It just keeps coming and coming. Um, I don't know where to go. I mean, that's just it. They can't stop Chico, it. you don't remember this episode very well, do you? <laughs> no, I don't. Because I don't remember what happened in the middle. Because there's nothing that goes on. They try to stop the tank, the Pokemon... They keep on trying to stop the tank. The tank keeps on coming up with ways to avoid them and keeps on proceeding to destroy Basically, the Basically. That's it. I'm trying to make it interesting, but it's I just can't do it. Uh, this You're failing. Is, this is failing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is where we know that Charizard is the hype Pokemon because Charizard just comes out and Charizard is the only one that's able to stop it. Fire Blast it, stops it, and then that's pretty much it right there. Ginny shows up and congratulates him. Where was Onyx during this? Like, they keep saying Charizard's the best pokemon for the job but onyx is literally like a hundred foot tall snake made out of rocks and it couldn't even stop it he helped he grabbed onto its tail and helped sure i wish they would just let onyx have its one day in the sun can't it just have one one feat that it just solves all by itself why do we need charizard well i I know why we need charizard because we have to have the heroic lead up episode into the next episode but where would we be without charizard what are they going to do? They always set that up that way. All it took was Charizard's flamethrower. And that's when this Charizard hype happens. And this continues into our next episode. Wait, so, okay, wait, how did this episode end? So Charizard flamethrows the tank. It stops it. And then Jenny shows up. Like, they stop it just in time before it gets to a city. Jenny shows up and just can kind of congratulates him. And tells him how to get to Violet City. Is that where we're heading? No, she said they created a tunnel that leads to Violet City, because oh. that's where they came from. So, thank you for that, like, work being done without permits or any sort of, like, geographical survey or anything. Yeah, she's full of shit. She's like, hey, thanks for making this huge tunnel in this mountain, which can't be structurally sound at all. But, like, oh, yeah, now the townspeople can drive through it. <laughs> okay. She was watching the whole time and was just letting it happen, because she knew the end result. Well, what was she going to do? I don't know. She, she did Say, nothing. You're under arrest, Arbok Tank. I mean, that sounds on par for Jenny, actually, but... Was Growlithe with Jenny? No, she didn't have any Pokemon. She just showed up on her motorcycle. Is that gone, then? Is the Growlithe-Jenny duo... No, it's still around. It's still around? Okay. Uh, we can do an MVP-LVP for this one. Let me see. Austin, you're first, followed by myself, and then Alex. My LVP is Togepi. For causing a high-speed chase to the mountainside, my MVP is going to be uh, Brock for putting everyone in cute outfits. Their desert fatigues. Did you see Misty's cute beret? That was awesome. She was the only one wearing a beret. Everybody else had, like, helmets on. Yeah, she was very cute. My quote will be, what, did I take your things? 
Yes, you did. <laughs> my quote will be, after they read the, the Pokedex entry for Centret, Ash says, this is stupid, but Ash <laughs> says, hey, Centret seems kind of cool. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. It's a Centret. They couldn't come up with anything interesting for this episode, so they had a giant tank. Ash, don't try and tell us Centret seems pretty cool. It does not seem pretty cool. I think I'm the only one that likes Centret. You're the only one? I think so. Did any of us use it in the game when we had it? Yes. Of course not. You did? You used it? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I like fur it. I think it's cute. All right. Did you like the Centret episode? Okay, Austin. Okay. To your point, it didn't focus very heavily on Centret, despite it being a centric centric episode. There was a tank and Togepi was there. But, I mean, okay, the screeching part was a little annoying. But overall, it was Centret! fine. Centret! I'm neutral on Centret as a Pokemon. How about that? Centret! That, that wasn't, it didn't endear me to Centret during that part, but that's not Centret's fault. That's bad writing. At the end of the day, this turned out to be more of a Charizard episode anyway. Who's next? All right, it's me. Um, <laughs> I'll give my MVP to Charizard for stopping the tank. Um, and I'll give my LVP, let me see, Team Rocket, I guess for being the cause of the mayhem again. Then my, I didn't really have a quote, but I thought it was funny when uh, Lake Meowth says something. I gave up the... I gave up the name brand food for generic. And it showed like the picture of like him actually eating nice canned food. And then it turned out to be just nasty ass generic mush. That was pretty funny. Good for you, Meowth, for sacrificing. All right. Let's see. You guys took all of my ideas. Um, all right. MVP, I'm going to give it to Star You. Oh. Because I felt really bad for it that during that whole scene where they're trying to fill in the mud pit to stop the tank. Misty has all her Pokemon out there. She's got Psyduck, she's got Poliwag, and she's got Staryu. And they're trying to hurry against the clock as the tank is barreling down the canyon. And she's like, Misty's like, hurry up, Staryu! Pump out your water faster! <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, why does Staryu deserve this pressure? It's got that it's one, little, one little spot to shoot water I out know. of. They can't go any faster. Why can't Staryu shoot water out of all its points? That's an interesting question. I'm not sure about it. Maybe if it used all five points at once, they would each only have one-fifth of the water. Oh, yeah. It can only do so much, Misty, and I felt bad that it got singled out amongst all the other Pokemon that were trying to help. Shame on you, Misty. Okay, LVP, I'm going to give it to Jenny for suggesting that the Torps did a good thing in making that structurally unsound tunnel that the townsfolk are just supposed to blindly trust that they can drive through. I feel like there needs to be, like, some geographical engineer people on the scene no. to determine if this is safe. They trust Pokemon to build buildings. It's okay. Yeah, but isn't that under the direction of, like, engineers, human people? Like, Not according to Detective Pikachu. I don't remember that enough to dispute it, but okay. <laughs> yeah, so Jenny, Jenny's, I think she's in the wrong here. She just rolls up and's like, thanks for making a tunnel. Okay, bye. wonder how much Also, time- you know what? You know what? I'm sorry. I'm going to give my LVP to the people that built this city in a canyon. That's the real LVP. Rock Slide City. What? Rock Slide City. Rock Slide City. Is that what this place is called? No, that's what I'm calling it. I No, I mean, that's what it should be called. I agree. Rock Slide City. Jacob, what were you saying before? I can't remember. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I was wondering how much time this saved, this tunnel. 22 minutes. 22 minutes? Yeah, because they could skip this episode with a tunnel. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Oh, Austin. So much for brain fog. Sick burn. I'm sharp as attack. That's right. What was your quote, Alex? Oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. Okay. The part where they introduce the Arbo tank and it gets hijacked by Togepi and Centret and it starts rolling away and Jesse says, James, don't tell me you forgot to put the parking brake on. And James says, okay, what would you like me to tell you then? Hey, do you guys, do you guys smell that? What is, what it? is it? It smells like something's burning. Is it Charizard? No, it's Ambition. Oh. <laughs> Next episode, Chinese. Uh, chi- Chinese. Oh, my God. I'm thinking of the wrong Chinese things. Charizard. Yep. Austin, you ready for the summary? Sure. All right. Charizard's burning ambitions. Let's uh, give me a few seconds here so I can get a nice even number. All right. In three, two, one, go. Um, Lisa or Liza, I forget what, how they say it. And her Charla, the Charizard, come out to poach Ash's Charizard to take it to the Charizardic Valley. Uh, but it turns out Ash's Charizard's really shitty because he's tiny and small and immature. Uh, 
but then he spends all night staring at the entrance of the valley while standing in some water. And so Liza's like, well, I can come if it wants. And Ash is like, good, leave Charizard. I gotta run away now. So he runs away and cries. And we never see Charizard ever again. Time. Ever. Oh. Sorry, y'all. Never again. We're definitely not going to see Charizard three or more times before Johto's out, but that's not going to happen. Definitely not. Okay, this is, like Jacob said at the very beginning, the very emotional episode because we have to say goodbye to a beloved friend. Who? Charizard. Ash. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah, Ash. Just give it 20 years. We'll get there. Yeah, so Charizard, we've been through a lot with Charizard. He had a whole, like, character development arc and... We've seen him go all the way from a sad little Charmander right there on that rock to a disobedient teenager to a kind of smug, disobedient adult. Right off the bat, we got another Team Rocket versus the Twerps episode. They're like spying on the Twerps. I'm actually glad they pointed this out because Team Rocket's like, oh, we can never beat the Twerps because they have twice the amount of Pokemon we do. We need more Pokemon, which they should. I feel like they deserve new Pokemon. They're going to get one soon. Ooh. Ooh. I can't remember. Oh, my God. I can't remember who it is. It's a big one. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why can I not think about this? Is it blue? It's blue. Oh. Is it blue? What is wrong with me? Why can't I think of what it is? I think Alex has the brain fog. <laughs> I think I really do. <laughs> one of the most Alex iconic characters of the Pokemon anime. Oh, of course. Of course. Of course. Oh, my gosh. How could I forget? It's a, such a mainstay now, and I, I can't for, I can't remember that they actually had a time where they had a team without it. Okay, we'll get there. Yep. All right, so Misty, I, I'm honestly struggling to remember this first part. Misty and Brock basically tell Ash that it's unfair. Oh, they tell him that it's unfair that he uses Charizard all the time, and that he should be intentionally handicapping himself in battles because Charizard's too strong. This is the f- first time this has come up, too. Right? Like, he's used it forever, and then now we have this, like, guilty conscience look. I don't agree. I don't agree with them. It's absurd that they would say this to him. They're like, Ash, you're you're just too, your Pokemon's too good. You can't use it because it's unfair to who? Ash has lost a lot of battles here. I mean, it's not like he's dominating. Charizard's not that great, as we'll see in this very episode. I mean, I guess compared to their Pokemon, maybe they... Yeah, the, the Pokemon they never fucking use. The po- they're not even in this for battling. They don't even battle. That's not their thing. They don't care about that. This was terrible advice from them. I, I don't understand where the heck they were coming from. What's funny is it's advice Ash is totally going to take. Because look at what he does in every region after this. <laughs> he does this exact thing. I mean, maybe he takes it. I mean, the advice sort of sits with him and hurts him to the core. But yeah, he, they, they basically tell him... You're you're too OP, Ash. You've got to stop using Charizard. Clearly, it's unfair to everyone else in the world. While they're having this argument, apparently the echo in the canyon alerts their presence to this lady who's passing by, who appears and introduces herself as Lisa, and she's the guardian of the Charisific Valley Natural Preserve. Is this real? Is this a real title, or is this something that she's just doing? It's a real place, Jacob, yes. It's a government-appointed <laughs> position. This isn't some girl that just herded... Char- What's a herd of Charizards called? Ooh, ooh, let's find out. Would we consider a Charizard to be, a, like, a lizard? <laughs> yeah, what? It's a dragon. It's Lizardon. No, a Komodo dragon. A scale. Ooh, that's a good one. A scale. I like scale. It's called a bank. Oh, a bank? that's awesome. A bank of Komodo dragons. <laughs> a bank that of Charizards. That doesn't even make any sense. Uh, they're assigning random nouns. Okay. <laughs> Somebody did have way too much fun with it. It makes perfect sense. A bank of Charizards. Okay. Put money on that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I mean, that's what the Pokemon company does, and they make lots of money for it. Ha. Huh. That is true. So, to answer your question, Jacob, I think she just sort of, like, appointed herself as, like, the overseer of the Charisific Valley. And she, like, lets them train themselves, I guess? Because it's where... Aside from Charla, her particular Charizard, all the Charizards in the valley are wild, and they just sort of congregate there and live and train together to see who will be the best Charizard in all the land. And this lady is like, I can tell that you're a Charizard trainer because I can smell it on you, which is a little interesting. It's also a lie. Yeah. You can't smell the smell of... Is it like if you have pets, 
you can like smell pets on people. I don't know. Is that a thing that happens? She said she had heard that Ash had beaten Faulkner with a Charizard. So she was clearly looking for him in advance. Okay. That was the biggest load of shit I've ever heard. Is it? There's like nobody ever that challenges the gyms in this, in this country, in this place, because she's like, I heard a trainer beat Faulkner. Like it was some big thing. Finally. Oh my God. (laughs) For the first time in 20 years, somebody's beat a gym. Oh, the bar is low. I always find it fascinating in Pokemon when we come across these, like, training areas for specific Pokemon. Like, you know, we had, like, Charizard. I mean, you get the main ones, like Charizard. Uh, You had Bulbasaur. You had a Squirtle. I'm always fascinated with the, like, congregation of certain Pokemon realizing that they are there to battle, if that makes sense, to get stronger. Because that kind of contradicts what Brock and Misty were saying earlier about Charizard being OP. Well, obviously, it's the only one of the few Pokemon that cares about battling. Apparently, Charizards are just built different. Yeah. Anyway, so she invites them to the valley, but in order to get there, she's got Charla. She rides on Charla, and she's got this weird hot air balloon attachment thing that can't possibly exist in real life. The physics of it would never work. It's like attached to its tail. It's so strange. Misty and Brock ride in that, but Ash has to make his own way on his own Charizard. Which shocks both of them because apparently Ash has never ridden on Charizard before and it can't do it. But that's a lie because Ash has ridden on Charizard many times before. What do we think about that? Didn't we just do that not too long ago? Maybe it's because it's a long distance flight. I don't know. It's longer. Usually it's only for a few seconds. I don't know. I looked this up specifically on Bulbapedia, our favorite source of um, trivia and news. The attack of the prehistoric Pokemon, Charizard, carried Ash, and then Charizard chills. So Ash has ridden on Charizard before, and not to mention all the times probably off screen that he's ridden on Charizard. But for this particular plot point, Charizard cannot carry Ash and struggles to do that. So I felt really bad for Charizard. <laughs> I guess that explains why they just don't fly everywhere. Well, apparently it can't even carry one boy who weighs, what, 90 pounds? And they don't have the HM yet. Wait, Charizard in Gen 1 can't learn fly, right? I think it can in yellow. I can't remember. Don't quote me on that. I don't think so. In in red and blue, at least, right? No, I definitely can't. Let's see if it learns it in yellow. Okay. It can. Yes, it can. But not in red and blue. Oh, okay. Yes. So, Austin, you were correct. We haven't gotten to yellow yet, apparently. We're past yellow, baby. Well, this Charizard apparently struggles because it's small and weak. So, instead of flying there, poor Charizard has to carry Ash on its back and walk all the way there. So they finally get to the Charizard Valley and Lisa tells Ash and Brock and Misty that the Charizard in the Valley, like we said, all train themselves and are some of the strongest in the entire world. And that only weak Charizard like Ash is show off in the way that it does because he's showboating, doing all his flamethrowers and stuff when it gets there. I feel like Charizard's a total frat boy. They both are. That's the entire mentality. Their pride is hurt. So they have to challenge Lisa and Charla to a battle. But this part didn't make any sense because Lisa's like, you can't battle my Charizard because she's not a wild Charizard. It's like, what? Isn't that the whole purpose of like trainers? What? I don't understand. That's the uh, state park rules. No trainer trainer battles. (laughs) It was written on the giant steel doors that this place has. You can only fight with the wild Pokemon. Yeah, it's Safari Zone style rules. Okay. She's like, well, I warned you, all these Charizards are way stronger than your weak, sad, pathetic little Charizard. And she's right, because even the gentlest one in the valley ends up being very strong, and it gets smacked around easily. And his ego and his pride is hurt because he keeps getting his butt handed to him. And it's kind of hard to watch, actually, because... Charizard's been the strongest Pokemon we've seen on Ash's team so far, but it pales in comparison to these superior Charizard. So Team Rocket shows up and they feel very bad for Charizard because from one loser to another, they have this connection. (laughs) So they commiserate with it off to the side and they're like, we've got to do something to help restore Charizard's pride and and make it see that it's not worthless. And so they concoct this plan to attack, quote unquote, attack the valley on behalf of Charizard so that it can show its skills, which I, this part, you guys, this part really touched me. It was really sweet. When they're talking about how, like, he'll never know, but we're, that's what, which is what they were saying about their plan to help Charizard. Yeah. Was this after it stayed up the whole night? So, right. So eventually 
Charizard's been picking fights with a couple of the Charizards, and then ultimately he picks a fight with Charla, who sends him flying into the water outside of this sanctuary. It's so shocked and so down and depressed that it just sits there all night long in the water. And Ash is basically like, I understand the rejection, blah, blah. But then I don't think he really does because he ends up falling asleep while Charizard is staying up all night, you know, thinking about this. But Team Rocket does. Team Rocket stays awake with it. They throw little pebbles at it to say, no, you can't fall asleep. This is training your resolve and all this stuff. So I really, it really got me, you guys. Like I thought Team Rocket's deep down inside, they really care. Did it have to stay in the water, Charizard? Was it some kind of test or was it just... I was also a bit confused. Yeah. I don't think it was a test. It wasn't a test that like Lisa imposed. I think it was just one of those like, I'm going to test myself kind of situations. Because it would have died, right? At one point, they're like, oh, it's going to die. And then they throw rocks at it to save its life. So that its tail doesn't go underwater. Yeah. I think it was testing its own resolve, really. It's like one of those self-imposed kind of. Yeah. That's a real tough game. One of those self-imposed type of trials. So that Team Rocket does a really good thing. They stay up with it. They encourage it by throwing little rocks at it all night long. And then come the next morning, they have this like... Another mecha, but this one in the style of, like, a bug catcher boy. They run up and attack the gates, and they're like, we're going to pretend to attack the valley and steal the Charizard, but really, we're doing this for the Charizard, or our Charizard, so that it can show off that it cares about everything. You know, it's, it's Team Rocket logic, but it's sweet. And James is like, I hope you reach your goal, Charizard, as they get blasted off into the atmosphere by, by Charizard's flamethrower. That was really, really a touching little montage. It was really sweet. It was. Apparently, that's all it takes for Lisa to be convinced that Charizard wants to be great. And she's like, well, anybody could beat those weaklings, Team Rocket. But apparently, your Charizard has resolved, so we'll let it in. And then Ash, of course, like you said, Austin, Ash has a little temper tantrum moment where he's way too immature to deal with his emotions. And he's like... Who wants a weak, pathetic Charizard like you anyway? And then he runs away. That's the part that, that I thought was emotional. I don't know if this is the best way to deal with... I thought he would have learned by now that, that you can't deal with your emotions like that. Ash has a long way to go. Any thoughts on that? Like, what do you guys think about this whole thing? Like, this is really intense, right? Charizard is leaving. I can't believe it. So Brock and Misty were right. Uh, he needs to handicap himself. So he had to get rid of it. I mean, he's too good with Charizard. I guess it evens out. The rest of the Pokemon world should breathe a sigh of relief. They don't have to go against Ash's Charizard anymore. This kid terrorizing the the Johto town spoke with his Charizard. Yeah. He did terrorize Casey that one time. She picked that fight (laughs) by herself. (laughs) Let's not make any concessions for Casey here. Yeah, I don't know what they're... Obviously, this is one of those episodes of, like, the writers are like, okay... We're in a new place. We have to handicap Ash. He needs to have some Johto Pokemon instead of his old Kanto Pokemon. How do we write Charizard out? I felt bad. I don't know how I can say goodbye to Charizard. He's the iconic. Second to Pikachu, he's like the mascot, right? So. Well, you won't have to say goodbye to him for too long. He'll be back. But we don't know that yet, Austin. Right now, right. all we know mm. is this is an emotional, tearful goodbye. Because as far as we know... It could go the way as, as Pidgeot did, and we might never see oh Charizard again. <laughs> yeah, that's it's over. <laughs> it's over. Even to this day, I don't know. How many episodes are left in Journeys before the end? How many episodes? I don't know. Nine. If they don't do something with Pidgeot now, they never will. And I I think that might be the greatest tragedy <laughs> of all time. What with you and Pidgeot lately? Because it's the one loose plot thread that they never wrapped up. The GS ball. Who cares about that? (laughs) (laughs) They should have left it with the Quagsire at Blue Moon Lake or whatever. Any other thoughts on Charizard leaving to go train? The animation was phenomenal in this episode. Any parts specifically that stood out to you or? The whole thing. The color looked really good. I like the color of everything. Charizard himself was very anthropomorphized. When they were running and flying through the valley and the trees and such, it was very animated. The, the Charizards fighting each other was very compelling. It felt like they had a very high budget. His face, too. Like, Charizard, like you said. Like, when Charizard looks at Ash, like, there's more, like, movement and face, like, emotions written on his face. Yeah, he was very expressive. I liked his, like, 
comical expressions that he was making when he was like exhausted running with ash on his back that was cute you had little sweat pellets coming down yeah and the ending of it too with like the graphic of ash running away like that drawn picture that was really cool too iconic image yeah like the watercolor style art yeah that was a it was a very smooth transition it was emotional as far as pokemon episodes go did y'all have the card growing up the Charizard, the Charizard card. card? No, of course not. Did you have yes. the original Charizard card? No, no. You really didn't, Austin? You never got one? No. Really? Huh. They cost like $100. I'm talking about like you just never opened a pack and got one? I don't think I ever got the packs. I think I got the starter deck and like the theme decks. Okay. But not the booster packs. Okay. Alex, did you have one of the OG cards? If you're talking about the holographic, like the iconic holographic Charizard card, yes, yes I have one. No, it's not one of those expensive first editions. I think it's like a fourth or something edition. But Okay. I checked, believe me, when all the hype was going on a few years ago. They're like, that Charizard card. And I'm like, oh, I have one. But it wasn't an original. So I was like, oh, this isn't worth anything. But it's worth something to me in my heart. I'll never get rid of it. <laughs> That's all that matters. It is. I got one in the Evolutions pack. I got like the remake of it. I had the original well, that one. that count. No, I had the original one too. Okay, I guess I'm the only one who didn't have it. I don't know where it's go- at now. I don't have it, of course, now. God, these are going for $380 on Amazon and eBay. I don't know. The, the, the values vary wildly. Yeah, and there's like a shadow. I don't get like the shadow holographic versus the regular holographic. Mm. I don't know. I just had it. Oh, this one looks really cool. This is a... I don't know if this is fake or not, but I was looking online. It's a rainbow Charizard VMAX card. That looks really cool. This is not a TCG podcast. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> Doesn't that look neat? I think that looks neat. I can't tell. I can't. That That's uh, like the Sword and Shield oh, it's one? The, it's the Gigantamax. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know if this is like, yeah, I don't know anything about the, the TCG. I don't even know if this is a real card or if somebody like made this card, but I still <laughs> somebody think it looks made cool. It. Looked real. Like if it's like an official card or something. It's from Etsy, so I don't know if somebody like just designed it. Oh, well then that particular one is not real then, yes. That may not be official. That's like a print someone made on a pillow or something. Okay, this Forbes article says Charizard Pokemon card sold for record $420,000. People sure do have a lot of money. What is it about this that makes it so expensive? Nostalgia. Okay, this whole, there's like a whole world of like card grading and stuff like that. I don't know what this means. PSA 10 gem mint grade. I know, um, like if you get a card, like one of the older ones or any card in general, you can send it off to like a company, which is the PS, I don't know if it's the PSA is the name of it, but they grade it on the condition of the card. And the higher the grade the card gets, the more it's worth. And I think it's on a scale of one to 10. So 10 means it's like in perfect condition and doesn't have any dents or scratches on it or anything. Oh, this says, yeah, you're right. So this, there's only 121 PSA 10s in existence. For all kind of cards? like For this cards. Charizard card. So oh. like Jacob was saying, that grading scale that they have, I guess that's what this refers to. There's only 121 that are grade 10. So that would be like perfect. Does anyone have a Pikachu Illustrator card? Because that sold for nine hundred. Logan Paul has one. $1,000. What does that look like? That's, that's the super, super famous it's one. It's super yeah. rare. It's like the Japanese Pikachu Illustrator. Is that the one with the guy on it, too? No. no. Oh. This is the one that Logan Paul wore during something. It looks like that. It's Pikachu with a little oh. paintbrush. Okay. I think I got one of those in my binder over there. No, you do not. <laughs> There's like four of them in the world. <laughs> what, why was it made? Four what? million dollars? Oh my god, four million dollars on this? The holy Okay, I'm on eBay. This says the Holy Grail, Pikachu Illustrator PSA nine mint, most valuable Pokemon card being sold for four million dollars. How many days has it been up there? It doesn't say, Jacob. I don't know, oh. but I, this is insane. I don't think I believe that it's worth four million dollars. But who am I to? I don't know. Nothing's worth four million dollars. Nothing's money's not real. I mean, not technically. It's a it's a construct made up by people. Okay. It's like time. Seller does not accept returns. So if you blow four million dollars on this, <laughs> that's on you. That's it. Anyway. Anyway, MVP and LVP quote time. It's me, followed by Austin and Alex last. Are you sure you did the randomizer again? I did. I don't know. That's okay. Let me see. Godly MVP. I'm going to 
give it to... Can I make it two episodes in a row? I'm going to give it to Charizard for, I don't know, fighting its way to get into this valley. I don't, I don't know if it wanted to get in there or not, but it got accepted, so good for it. My LVP, I'm going to give it to Lisa. She's kind of a jerk. She'll, like, compliment you, but then retract it with some other statements. Like, oh, you got really good hair, but it's not as good as, like, something else. So she's kind of a jerk. My quote comes from James, and it's when they pull up in their little bug catcher thing. Meowth goes, this is like a gigantic mistake. James goes, oh, it looked a lot better online. I think it's funny that they're ordering these gigantic machines offline. Probably from popular Pokemon magazine yeah. website. <laughs> from their website, that's right. Uh, I'll go. My MVP is going to be Charla for having a cute little bow. I don't know. Oh, bow, okay. What do you think I said? <laughs> Butt? Oh my god, okay. Ooh, okay, I'm going to change it because I don't like this. I'm going to change it to Ash for letting Charla go. Bo- oh. Oh, for his cute little bow. My LVP will be James. Because when James was counting off how many Pokemon the Twerps have, he included Snorlax in the count, but Ash doesn't have Snorlax with him anymore. Um, In our hearts, Snorlax is always with us in our hearts. Does James know that, though? Ash has six Pokemon, including Charizard, so he could not possibly have Snorlax with him. Mm. You need to keep a better track of what Pokemon Ashes has. You need to be a better stalker. Shame on you. Yeah, I know. That's all you ever do is follow these children around every fucking day. My quote will be the narrator at the very end. When usually the narrator has some sort of peppy thing to tell us, like, eh, the journey continues, Johto, Gem, blah, blah, blah. But this time he says, afraid he may change his mind. Ash knows he can't look back. And so he keeps on running. That was intense. That never happens. I liked it. Haven't we had a sad closing narrator thing at the end before? I'm pretty sure we've had it. I can't one. recall. I don't know. I might be lying. It was sad. Very sad. Um, MVP, I'm going to start with Team Rocket in general because they're very sweet in this episode. I love it when they have their little moments of support and when they show us that they're not bad guys deep down. They're big softies deep down inside. And they're, the, you know what, honestly, they're way better for Charizard in this moment than Ash because they actually stayed up all night with him, you know, saying, no, you can't give up. We're losers too. We understand how you feel. But here's Ash. He falls asleep. Not a very good trainer. Not very understanding. So that's why Ash gets my LVP. Despite all this resolve training that Charizard is going through all night long, Ash falls asleep and doesn't really care. And then he has a whole temper tantrum at the end where he's like, I hate you, you sad pathetic charizard get out of my sight and then he runs away so very rude ash's immature needs to learn how to handle himself better my quote gosh what did i write down did i write anything down oh okay here we go so as they're unveiling their giant bug catcher mecca meowth says what are we gonna call that thing jesse and jesse says we'll probably call it a gigantic mistake and then james says it looked a lot better online uh, that was my quote. Oh, was it? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think I zoned out then when you said that. Shit. That was my only quote. I'm going to take it as mine, too. Okay. I yep. literally don't have anything else. <laughs> it was the best one of the show. I was too busy looking up that rainbow Charizard card online. <laughs> Sorry, Jacob. It's oh, okay. my God. Did I, sw- I did not write anything else down for real? I took, like, almost no notes on this episode, you guys. Oh, that part. Okay, I have one. I'm just improvising because I can't remember exactly because I didn't write it down. But basically, when Misty says something to Liza when they're flying around in their hot air balloon contraption, Liza, she's like, she says something and it's like lost on the wind. She can't hear. And Liza calls Brock and Misty on the rotary phone that she has in the, <laughs> in the bucket. I don't understand how that works. Is it a landline rotary phone? Yes. And I don't understand how that could be. <laughs> But she's like, oh, did you have something you wanted to say? And Misty's like, no, not really. Something like that. It was stupid. I don't know. That Pokemon technology. Just forget this whole part. I didn't have a quote. I'm sorry. I was... I was that was a funny thing distracted. to point out, though. All right. Is that it for this episode? That's it. Please. All right. What's on the menu next week, Austin? It will it surprise you to know that I don't know off the top of my head? No. That I didn't look it up? It would surprise me. Some well-done Pokemon episodes, I assume. Okay, we might do the books. We'll see how that goes. Uh, depends on how the things turn out. Uh, but if not, the next two Johto episodes are Grin to Win and Chikorita's Big Upset. Ooh. Oh, a Chikorita episode. Yep. Hooray. Hooray. Can't wait. All right, are we ready for me to close this out here? Please do. Let's do it. All right, thank you all for listening. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating. 
you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send them to outofthedryingpan at gmail.com. Again, that is outofthedryingpan at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at outofdryingpan. Again, the handle is outofdryingpan. And join us next time as the journey continues.